Good afternoon. Western Cape Premier Helen Zilla has called on national government to deploy gang units to affected areas such as Mannenberg. In a statement, she says President Jacob Zuma promised such police units during his State of the Nation address. Zilla says Police Minister Natin Sleko launched a new SAPS unit to combat gang violence in Kwam Mushushu and KwaZulu-Natal, but no move has been made to assist the Western Cape. She says misinformation has been spread among Manenberg residents that she had personally called for the withdrawal of SAPS units dealing with the gang violence. ComAir Airways has implemented a defensive lockout against approximately 40% of its striking employees who are affiliated with the trade union UASA. The union members are demanding a 30% salary increase over the next three years, which amounts to 10% per annum. ComAir has, however, offered a lower revised offer, which UASA rejected on Friday. ComAir CEO Eric Fenter says the company served the union with a 48-hour notice of its intention to implement a lockout. Unfortunately, the union has not accepted our latest offer of 15 April. ComAir has implemented a lockout of all striking staff, which is effective from Sunday, 17 April. We are securing replacement staff to assist with the shifts. Operations are still running smoothly and we've had no major disruptions to flights. We do encourage our passengers, however, to continue using online check-in as well as self-service check-in at the airport just to improve the efficiency at the airports. The city of Cape Town says it's concerned about an increase in the number of attacks on firefighters and infrastructure. The first incident where crews were stoned and fire hoses cut occurred in October last year in Masipumalele near Fishuk. Mayoral Committee Member for Safety and Security, J.P. Smith, says since January at least 17 incidents have been recorded where crews were forced to retreat. He says these incidents occurred across the city in areas such as Kayalicha, Retreat, Freyhron, Danun, Manenberg and Nyanga. What's happening now is that we're sending in law enforcement or policing vehicles with them, which means we have to withdraw those vehicles from other operational duty. So first, the fire engine has to wait for the policing vehicles to arrive. And then secondly, those vehicles have to be taken away from from wherever they're busy at the moment. And that's severely problematic. We support the right to protest, but your right to protest cannot deprive other people of access to services that they're entitled to. Ecuadorian President Rafael Correa has sent a message of hope to his country. A devastating earthquake struck northern Ecuador, leaving at least 77 dead and injuring nearly 600. Authorities have warned that the number of casualties could rise. The earthquake, measuring a magnitude of 7.8, resulted in roads, buildings and bridges being destroyed. President Correa, who is flying back from a trip to Italy, has decreed a state of emergency. Meanwhile, an earthquake has struck southeast of the Pacific island nation of Tonga. The U.S. Geological Survey says the quake measured a magnitude of 6.1. Reports indicate it hit 277 kilometers southeast of the capital Nuku'alofu. All the recent earthquakes in Ecuador, Japan and Tonga have occurred on the fault line known as the Ring of Fire, which circumnavigates the Pacific Ocean. For Good FM News, I'm Sharon Barnes. You guys have to go 